Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. We just finished uh, Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. That was awesome. That's a good show. It made chess exciting. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> um, I enjoy chess, but I suck at it. There's like so much math, so mm-hmm. much strategy strategy and then you have to consider all the gazillion possible outcomes when you make one single move that stuff i can't wrap my head around it that's crazy yeah i'm a checkers girl i'm a (laughs) much more straightforward easier type game yeah i understand the mechanics of chess but to dive deep into strategy that much strategy is foreign to me Yeah, but I think I totally related to that character obsessing and diving into something that she actually loves and that she finds fulfillment in. So I think it's a relatable, really good, dramatic mini-series. I don't know if it's a real series. Yeah, they called it a limited series. I promise you guys, it's it's a really interesting show. I think if you know zero about chess, it's still interesting to watch. Totally. Uh, There's a lot of like relationships, comedy, all that stuff. Yeah. That you don't need to know chess to enjoy. Yeah, I think that it was super well staffed. Cast. Cast, thank you. Very well cast. And the characters are multifaceted. They're not just one dimensional. And yeah, I think it's the characters that really suck you in. And they could have easily fallen into like the tropes of multiple types of characters, like the typical trope of an orphan or the typical trope of uh, a chess nerd. But they, they, they didn't. They expanded beyond that. And now this is not a podcast about TV shows. <laughs> So. Yeah, let's talk about some music. Mm-hmm. All right, what did you give me? Marvin Gaye song. It's called Inner City Blues. It's from his 1971 What's Going On album, which is one of my favorite albums. And Marvin Gaye is one of my absolute favorite artists. So be kind. (laughs) I'm not going to be kind just because you say so. I'm going to say what I want. This song is the worst song I've ever heard in the history of songs. (laughs) Um, Marvin Gaye is a hack and he should not make, he should not have made music. So why the fuck did anyone let him record? <laughs> His voice is stupid and he can't sing. He can't hold a tune. There's like no soul behind it. Yeah, absolutely no soul. For the listeners, that's Peter being sarcastic. Yeah, that was pure sarcasm. And I really loved this song. Aww. Really dug it. Yeah. I know who Marvin Gaye is and I've listened to the hits. I mean, everyone knows the hits. Yep. Uh, what's going on? Let's get it on. Mercy, mercy me. Mercy, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know as many Marvin Gaye hits as I thought I did. But you know at least the top two that everybody, I think, 
knows. I mean, come on, who doesn't know? Let's get it on. Right. That is like <laughs> used in commercials and it's an iconic song and it's a brilliant song. Yeah. And it's so good that Ed Sheeran stole it and got sued <laughs> over it. You had this background already and familiarity with Marvin Gaye. Correct. How did this song fit into that preconceived notion and that idea or how you viewed his other hits? Yeah. So uh, this is my first time hearing this song. And it makes me want to dive deeper into this catalog, into his discography, because I realize now I don't I don't really know much Marvin Gaye. And apparently this is one of his singles. This is the third and final single from that album. Yes. But this is played way less if I don't even remember hearing it on the radio. And I can kind of see why the whole thing is just like one repetitive groove. Yes. I can see that not being as big of a radio hit because the typical format is first chorus, first chorus throw a bridge in there verse chorus we done yes whereas this one is just like we're just gonna marinate on this groove i don't know maybe people don't tune into that as much yeah i love that funky groove though that he's able to build on top of so he starts off with like a bunch of percussion instruments and so i started to make a little list of them like the triangle a shaker and then you got this really cool bongo playing over all of that and Mm -hmm. then you have this funky bass line kicking in and then that's starting to repeat itself and it's just like a really groovy song that you can just like bob your head to and like get into when i first listened to it the song had me at the bass line once the bass kicked in i'm like this song is a shit nice that bass line is so good yeah um your listing of the instrumentation is similar to mine i dug the percussion the cowbell that comes in oh i missed the cowbell um <laughs> Insert joke about cowbell, that tired joke that everyone makes. You know what I'm talking about? I need more cowbell. Exactly. Ha 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 ha. So funny. And triangle, like you said. There's even some bells in there, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the instrumentation I've read was by the Funk Brothers and the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. So Mm -hmm. there was some like strings in the background, too. As the song built. Yeah. Like definitely not in the beginning, but uh, middle to the end. Yeah. And then at the end, there's like some saxophone and the instrumentation, the playing, the music, the groove. The singing. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get to the singing. Oh, the singing. Um, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Once once Marvin Gaye kicks in. Yeah. I feel it. I feel him. So the song was written and released in 1971. That's almost 50 years ago from today. And the lyrics are just as relevant now. Yeah. I also read that they had the music first and they weren't quite sure what to sing about when it came to the lyrics. And Marvin and the co-writer, James Nix Jr., they were just talking about high taxes. They kind of joked how they should just put that into the song and later on he was at home reading a paper and the headline said something about the inner city of detroit Mm -hmm. and put that together with he describes it as a blues type song inner city blues put that all together so that's how they came up with the title and the lyrical content just came about having high taxes and struggling to pay or struggling to afford taxes and the general sense is people living specifically to the inner city of detroit and struggling to live uh, financially to pay their taxes to pay their bills and to just be able to survive and to stay afloat and how as a community they're very marginalized yeah that's exactly some of the lyrics that i like latched on to myself and it was money we make it before we see it you take it and then he goes into this part where it's oh you make me want to holler this ain't living right mm-hmm. like the struggle is real trying to make ends meet and then on top of just daily needs you also got the government coming in uh, making you pay taxes which is above and beyond difficult for some people to pay 
Mm-hmm. You get that theme throughout the song of just trying and working hard to make ends meet. And yet the system is just not built to support you and to help you make that easier. Yeah. If, if anything, it's making it harder. Right. The system that's making it tough. It's not a matter of, hey, you just need to work hard and you'll be fine. It's just like everyone's working hard. Everyone's struggling. Right. And it's still not enough to just live. Right. There's other things too. It's just a small, quick line. Yeah, they say how crime is increasing. That right there, you know, if you can't make ends meet, people turn to crime. It doesn't mean they're bad people. Right. They don't have many alternatives. Right. And they turn to a life of crime. If your alternative is to let yourself and your family starve versus stealing a loaf of bread, there's not really a choice there. You're going to steal that loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the opportunities, like you said, are so limited that people have to explore outside of what is quote-unquote legal right and then the next line trigger happy policing which is very relevant to today in 2020 yeah it's still an issue it's still a big issue and you would hope that songs in our past like this one are no longer an issue but 50 years later it's still a problem yeah unfortunately it's frustrating right yeah and then not only crime this line here bills pile up sky high send that boy off to die Here's another way. Armed forces, right? Yeah, the armed forces pose a great opportunity for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Yeah. And one of those is push your career along where other avenues aren't open. Yeah, but that comes at a price. It comes at a cost. And the cost could be your life, your son's life, your daughter's life. Yeah. So on and so forth. It's a a high cost. Wow. So that was dark. (laughs) I wouldn't say say dark. Political? It was a little (laughs) political. It was deep. That's what he said. And it was it's important. <laughs> yes. Um, it's dark in a different way, I guess. There are other songs that deal with like death and stuff like that. It's a different avenue lyrically, and it's interesting to explore. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, that album in and of itself, the What's Going On album, is known for that. His What's Going On song is all about environmental justice and bringing to light these issues with massive polluters and how bad we're treating the earth, mm-hmm. right? And then you get this song, which is focused on the inner city struggles mm-hmm. of not being able to make ends meet. Yeah. So he he's definitely exploring a lot of deep tropes. One of the things that I liked about this song was kind of the spoken word aspect. Uh Like you were saying earlier, there's not the typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus ending. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of the same. Yeah. And that to me was very like spoken word. Yeah. The way that he breaks up his lyrical phrases is very like abrupt. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of hooks you in a little bit in that way. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that was very spoken word-ish. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I never thought about it that way, but I can see this being in like a hipster cafe. Oh, yeah. Or just someone's banging on the bongos and then a <laughs> dude's just like bouting off some poetry. It has that vibe to it. Yes. Throw a bass line under it. Sing the words instead. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end, there's a, is there a reference to another song on the album? Like there the Mother is. Mother? Where I, 
I recognize that from the title track, right? What's going on? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's a nice callback to a previous lyric and a previous melody. Yeah, I loved that. It's a good callback and it's a good mellow way to end a mellow, funky song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Out of five cool cat bongos, what would you rate this song? Five out of five cool cat bongos. Woo! I did it. This song is really good, and thank you for giving this to me. And it's a ton of groove. I love that. And Marvin Gaye's vocals, love it. The subject matter, very deep, thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to dive deeper and explore his discography. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. What song you got for me today? The song that I have for you today is Bridges by Ivor. It's the self-titled track to her 2015 album. It is the sister album to, I don't know how to pronounce this, Slur or Slur. And so Bridges is her just English-only album. And then I, I guess when she was done with it, she's like, well, I'm going to make a companion album all in Faroese. Ooh. And that's Slur. Going back to the song, the self-titled track, what do you think? I loved it. Um, and I think I will surprise you. <laughs> okay, what surprise do you have for me? Yeah, because this is one of those songs where I actually don't want to know the lyrics because I'm a little afraid that the lyrics will ruin the song for me. That's okay. pretty common for me with songs from Scandinavia because uh-huh. you've shared a couple of songs throughout the years or a lot of songs throughout the years from Scandinavia because they are very metal. <laughs> and, well, they're not just very metal. They just have a very music-centered culture. True. It's like very government-funded music programs there. Mm-hmm. ton of music, a ton of good musicians come out of there. And of course, the stuff that I latch onto is the metal stuff. Right. I would say that the metal stuff from Scandinavia is what opened your eyes to the musical culture from that area. Correct. Besides um, Asa Bass <laughs> and ABBA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of times with songs from that area, the lyrics, because English is not their first language, the lyrics are a little clunky when yes. they're sung in English. Right. I actually prefer it when they sing in some other language, be it Faroese or basically, Swedish or anything else. Basically their native language. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because then, because I can't latch on to the lyrics, it doesn't jar me when they sound a little clunky. Uh, whereas when they sing in English, a lot of times I catch on to maybe some of the grammatical stuff that's not completely appropriate Mm -hmm. um, or it just isn't painting that picture that I think they're trying to paint. Anyways, so I knew that English wasn't her native tongue. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first heard this song, I really just stood back and did like la 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 because I didn't want to listen to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so I allowed the song to kind of just wrap around me. (laughs) 
Okay, that's a that's an interesting way to listen to a song, but yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It totally like sucked me in, and so I found the beginning to be very hauntingly beautiful, and then there's a point in the song where it transitions from this haunting hollow sound mm-hmm. to a thicker sound where she's now layering on harmonies, and the guitar is coming in over that, where it starts to warm up. Mm-hmm. And then you start to feel the sense of being wrapped in your lover's arms, like she says, mm-hmm. right? So I did latch onto that lyric. And then you just get carried away with the song as she progresses through it. And it's beautiful. I love it. Nice. This is not my typical genre. So giving you a non-metal song, it's not something I usually do. But music in general that comes from Scandinavia has very deep ties to their folk music there. Yeah. And I love folk music. Yeah. And the folk music over there is awesome, which is what appeals to me when it comes to the metal that they produce. Even though they're doing like death metal vocal, they carry a lot of melodies in the guitars and the guitars have a lot of folk influence melodies. Mm -hmm. So bringing it back to this song, she has deep roots in folk too. And it it comes through in her music. There's some songs that she has that are just straight up folk. And then there's songs like this where it's like more of like a modern singer songwriter approach, but it also has the folk in it and you can really hear it where she does the very very high vocal um what do you call those Yeah, she sings super high and it's like, is that studio magic? Is she going to be able to pull this off live? And 100% yes. She sings it live and it's perfect. Pitch perfect. It's amazing. She's amazing. She's so talented. Yeah, I love her. And I love this song because this song opened my world to her. I think she has some really great other songs too out there for the listener if you're interested. Salt comes to mind. Like, yeah, that's an amazing song too. And it's mm-hmm. got a lot of that folkiness that you were talking about mm-hmm. and a little bit more of those um, like primal drums yeah. behind it. She uses her voice as an instrument and mm-hmm. you get that sense in this song. And that's carried through in other songs of hers as well, where she's more than just singing up front in the song. There's a lot of behind like instrument-ish aspects that she's using her voice for. Yeah. In other songs, there's that lower portion where it is a little grunty, a little bit messier sounding. And then in this song, she's highlighting her voice from a very high part of her range, like extremely high. Like we're talking beyond Mariah Carey high here, guys. Mm -hmm. And perfect pitch like like you said like we saw her live and it was amazingly perfect yeah it was uh <laughs> it was a live stream right it yeah. was uh shortly after everything shut down and she started these weekly live streams on twitch i think it was the second time she streamed the second week and she's like hey guys i'm just gonna warm up on this song and then she sings a song it's like pitch perfect I'm like what the fuck that's your warm-up yeah it's amazing she's so fucking good she's great and i love this song and i love her So if you're looking for a new artist that's kind of poppy, kind of folky, kind of weird, I think you should check her out. She reminds me a lot of Bjork mixed with Ellie Goulding and the good Ellie Goulding, not the bullshit poppy Ellie Goulding that she turned into, the halcyon and lights Ellie Goulding. And so I think Ivor 
in particular fills that gap that I was hoping would come from Ellie Goulding. And I think she does it even better than Ellie Goulding. Oh, yeah. It's not by far <laughs> as manufactured. I love this song and I love this artist. Well, what about the lyrics? I know you were afraid to dive into them <laughs> due to the fact that she's not a native English speaker. Yeah. But her English is very good. It is. I mean, she does have a slight accent, of course, coming from the Faroe Islands, but her English is very good. What did you think about the lyric? <laughs> so when I first heard this song, I thought she was singing some witches. <laughs> <laughs> because... Some witches are made of marble. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, because, because it kind of went with that haunting sound, too. Okay. Um, okay. But that is wrong, guys. She's not singing some witches. And about bridges. She, she's singing some bridges. Uh-huh. And so when I dove into the lyrics, it makes sense and it is pretty, but it's not as pretty as some other lyrics that we've talked about on this show mm-hmm. or on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I did really like the repeat lyric of Into Your Lover's Arms. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was beautiful and it made the music more beautiful, mm-hmm. e- even more so than what it is without that lyric. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm kind of neutral on the lyrics. Like, I think this song is deeper than the lyrics for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Into Your Lover's Arms, Where Nothing Can Do You No Harm. Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's a song about feeling safe with the one you love and feeling like nothing can hurt you if you're with the one you love. And it's also about not only physically being together, you can be apart too and long for each other. And it can be tough to be far apart from the one you love because she has some lines about walking a tightrope or walking without guidance. Yeah. But there's still that path back to your lover, back to your lover's arms and feeling safe there. But it can be like a little rough on your own, but there's always that connection. Yeah. There's still always that bridge back. It may not be maybe that nice marble witch, uh, I'm sorry, marble bridge, <laughs> nice easy path. Or like she says, it can be a tightrope back to the one you love. She's saying, at least in my interpretation, there is always a way back. Sometimes it's going to be easier than other times and it's worth the journey to be back in your lover's arms where you're, you feel safe Aww. and nothing nothing can hurt you. Aww, see, that's more than what I took away from the lyrics and, and the song. Granted, I didn't do a lot of research into the lyrics. It was just what I heard. Right. Uh, I, but that's what I would rather you do. I don't I don't want to read someone else's interpretation. Right. Even the artist, right? Yeah. Like, I find it better when they leave it up to the listeners. Yes, and then, me too. So for the listener at home, any lyrics that we discuss, it's always going to be our interpretation, whether it be wrong or right. I don't think there's a wrong answer. It's just I agree. how we see it. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah, I, I think hearing your explanation of the lyrics, it's beautiful. And unfortunately, it's more than what I took away from just hearing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because I'm purposely trying not to pay attention to them yeah i think it's on me more so than on her and lyrical ability um i think it's just me trying to enjoy the song and not have it ruined <laughs> like some songs have in my past from scandinavia <laughs> so it's a little bit of my own prejudice i like think ace of base are we bringing it back to ace of base you saw the <laughs> sign sure. fucking sign <laughs> open up your mind a goddamn sign <laughs> Um, yeah, the only criticism that I have with the song, and it, it bugs me a little bit each time I hear the song, but it's, it's not a huge deal, is when she says, I'm lost in the wilderness, you're lost in the wilderness, or like she repeats the same line mm. twice in a row instead of having like a new yeah. line. Give her a break, Peter. Gosh. 
Okay, yeah, I'll give her a break. <laughs> I love her so much because everything down to her personality, she's like the sweetest, cutest. She's funny too, and it comes through in her music. All right, so what would you give this song out of five marble witches? <laughs> You're never going to let me live that down now. Nope. <laughs> I would give it five out of five marble witches. Okay. Yeah. Another hit. Yeah. This one's rock solid. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful beyond just the lyrical content. So I love the song and I love Ivor. I think you did a great job. And thank you for introducing me to Ivor. So those were the songs for this episode. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, just a reminder, if you have any song ideas that um, you'd like us to explore, send them our way. Um, And if you like the podcast, follow us on your typical podcasty thingies like Spotify and Apple something. (laughs) Yeah. Nailed it. Awesome. Good job. Two songs, one couple.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You can just go directly to our website or you can uh, subscribe to the RSS feed directly. Up to you. However, you do it, we appreciate it and thank you for listening. Oh, I, he's from England, right? He's from yes. London. I'm still rich. All right. <laughs> I have a lot of money. I have a golden toilet for me bum. For- <laughs> <laughs>